Welcome to the third episode of Sunday Music Soapbox. Background stories, Ozark and Stranger Things. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to change things up a bit. As mentioned on our episode three trailer, we are going to dive into the world of film. Besides staying busy in the music world with drumming and teaching in Nashville, I've been very lucky to have a very active side career with background acting in the film world. It's something that I completely fell into. I wasn't even trying that hard and all of a sudden I got really busy with film work. Since fall 2018, I have done a slew of background work in Atlanta, including being featured in Little the Movie with Marcy Martin and Issa Rae, as well as Stranger Things 3. I've also done work on the upcoming Mel Gibson production, Waldo, along with the Stargirl DC series, and a new upcoming series on Netflix entitled Sweet Magnolias. Perhaps the recent highlight of my background acting career, though, happened on the set of Ozark 3, where I played a casino patron, and I was even lucky enough to play some piano on set for director Jason Bateman. It was there on a set of Ozark 3 where I met my two special guests for today, actress Hannah Love and background actor Keith Sands. But before we begin, I would like to define a few terms that you will hear a lot of on this episode. What is a background actor slash extra? A background actor is someone who performs in a non-speaking role, usually in the background. Background actors help make movies, TV shows, and other productions look and feel like real life. One might call background actors the unsung heroes of the film world. They work very, very long hours and for a fraction of the pay that the main actors receive. Background actors are crucial to help deliver an on-screen environment that looks authentic and believable to viewers. The other term to define is PA. PA on the film set stands for production assistant. There are many PAs on a film set and one of their jobs is to be the coordinator for all of the background actors on the set. This person is crucial to help achieve perfect timing of the background actors in their roles, stationary positions, and routes while the camera is rolling. Our first interview today is with an aspiring 20-year-old actress, Hannah Love. I first met Hannah on the set of Ozark 3 at the craps table. She's a young, inspiring, bright, shining light on the set, and we quickly became friends. I reached out to Hannah to ask her if we could do this interview with her, and she gladly agreed. Hannah, you're a trained actress, and um, I'd like to talk about how you got started in acting and maybe maybe start with a little bit of that and then how you fell into a lot of the background acting things. So I actually got my um, my love for theater and for acting um, at a young age. I was about 10 years old when my mom started putting me into theater camps and theater uh, performances and stuff like that. Uh, just always have been in love with it ever since then. And when I uh, graduated high school, I was serving over the summer and I mean, it was okay. It was making enough money, but I just wasn't really happy. And so last summer I saw a posting for Ozark and I'd already done uh, one or two background things before, but never anything too big. And my mom was like, oh, I love Ozark. And so I ended up applying and got to work on the show a bunch of times and got to do a bunch of projects after that. But ever since, it's just been an awesome opportunity. And I'm so glad that I um, got into it. 
That's great. Um, so tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about your, about your background acting, because I, some of us that do the background stuff, we don't have as much training as you. And it's, it's nice to see, you know, how, how did you find the transition from your acting training into actually being on the set? And how, how was that transition like for you? Yeah, it was an interesting transition just because, I mean, I'm in theater uh, for the most part. I'm always um, active and there's rehearsal is a very it's a very active process. And so being on set when for multiple hours, you're just sitting around doing nothing. You're not on set. You're not in rehearsal, um, so to say. And so um, those those special moments that you do get to spend on set are, are really fun and really awesome. And so. Um, I got to take the just the acting experiences that I've learned um, in all my training that I mean, uh, acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So just getting to immerse myself on set, and just do whatever I need to do to be able to fulfill the best work possible that I can do on set um, has been the best thing that I've taken away from that. I love that living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. <laughs> That's a great is that something that did, did you come up with that? No, 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 no. Um, that's actually by a uh, famous uh, acting, I don't know what to call him, uh, Sanford Meisner. He um, is a legend in the acting field and kind of revolutionized acting. Well, that that tells you how much training I've had. I was <laughs> I was in drama in my freshman year in high school, and then I was Mr. Mr. Drummer guy. So after that. Um, okay, so uh, tell me, um, let's talk about the big one first. Let's talk about Ozark, you know, the recent release of Ozark 3 and everybody's raving about it. What scenes were you in on that? So I was in a scene either in the first or second episode with Wyatt and Darlene at the farmer's market, um, them talking. And so I was just kind of walking in the background for that scene. That was the first scene I shot in um, all my time that I worked on set with Ozark, actually. And then the rest of the scenes I did were um, in the interior of the casino. So I worked a lot. Um, I just played a lot of slots and uh, sat at some of the tables. Um, that was the main uh, stuff that I did on that's, set. That's awesome. And and what, did you have a chance to see um, Wyatt and, and Darlene work up the, the people that uh, played them, the actress? Uh, names escape me right now but how did you get have a chance to see them do some reps or um yeah I saw Wyatt a lot more because uh Darlene she was underneath the farmer's market tent so I didn't get to see her as much but um I saw Wyatt a lot and I saw Jason Bateman because he was directing um that episode and so Jason was on set at the farmer's market and was kind of coaxing um Wyatt and Darlene through the scene so that was really awesome and just getting to see that process continue Gotcha. What, uh, you don't have to give specifics, but what, what area of town was that filmed at? Um, it was around Norcross area. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So up way up North, way far from the other uh, locations. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And uh, let's talk about the, the casino set. Uh, do you remember, I, I remember when I walked on that casino set for the first time, what, what, do you remember what it felt like the first time you walked into that casino set and, and tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that was an incredible experience, actually. Um, The first day that I worked in the casino was actually the first day that the uh, production team had was going to be filming in there. So before they brought us in, they basically said, this is the first time that we're really working there. And it'll be the first time that you guys are working there. Um, So just embrace the 
experience of it all because I mean it is a beautiful set and you'll see that when you watch the show but just getting to be in that set was incredible and getting to sit at the slot machines and all that so it was a really really cool experience getting to witness um, all the effort and work that they put into creating that casino. Yeah. And, and I, I remember the same thing. I walking on there, you know, everybody, there's all this buildup in, in season two about the casinos coming, the casinos coming. And I remember the first day on there was uh, for the shots that uh, we did for episode one. And uh, the PA kept explaining, okay, guys, you know, this is a million dollar set. I don't know if it actually cost a million dollars, but it looked like it, but uh, it was really exciting to be on there and then everything's quiet. And then, you know, the energy starts and, and Jason Bateman comes on the set and, Everybody uh, is, was pretty professional for the most part. Um, let's talk about Jason Bateman for a second. They, they call him JB on the set, as, <laughs> as we've all learned. And uh, what, what do you uh, remember? You said you were filming at the farmer's market first. What do you remember uh, as far as, you know, taking direction from him? And, and, and what do you recall from those experiences? I mean, he is a he's been one of my favorite actors um, ever since I saw Arrested Development and have seen him be such a versatile actor as well with uh, drama and comedy. And um, especially with this show, um, seeing him direct um, when I was taking the um, notes, per se, he was very big into like specificity and making sure that we're really immersing ourselves and really enjoying the experience that we are because I mean we're in a casino I mean either we're winning or losing money so I mean the excitement of us all is uh what we're supposed to be kind of portraying so he was really into just that excitement and making sure that we were specific in our wins and losses and that's more of just like an acting thing as well like what are you fighting for in the scene and uh, he was really just a great person to take notes from. I want to say that Jason JB's energy kind of uh, permeated the set, you know, how serious he was about as a director. And he'd also was directing scenes that he was acting in, you know, and, um, and just that energy. Do you remember that energy, that, that, that feel where it's a very, um, very focused on the set. One of the scenes I was sitting at the slot machines and it was a scene that he was directing and he was walking into frame and then going to go talk to Ruth during the scene. So it was really interesting getting to see him um, connect with all of us um, in between takes and making sure that we felt connected just as much as he did. And yeah, his energy just like flowed through the whole set. And I mean, everyone there respected him. And I mean, he just, I mean, took control of the room in the most respectable and energetic ways possible. Yeah. And it's no surprise that he won uh, an award for best director. Um, and I think what uh, Julia Garner won best supporting actress or something, but um, recently it was at the Emmys, I believe. I, I, I can't recall, but I don't, I don't normally watch the award shows, but I remember going back on set and seeing the big signs on set, like congratulations to Jason and, and Julia for their awards. Um, I, I recall the other thing about JV is I remember, um, you know, we're, we're background people and we, we're on a different pay scale, obviously, than the mains. But I remember him treating everyone like equals. And there was a time before the um, well, a couple of different things where he kind of just lean over and say something and, and uh, kind of keep the mood light in the room. You know, he knows that the extras have been there since, you know, six o'clock in the morning. Here it is midday. And. Um, you know, he, he, he was able to relate to everybody and feel, you know, kind of 
uh, you know, he'd stop and stop over and talk to you and say something, you know, kind of jokingly and look you in the eye and talk to you for a second. Or it also, one time before the big poker game upstairs that, um, that uh, I got to watch a little bit of in the background on the security cam and my other friend, Keith uh, Sands, who I'm going to talk to you later about was in that where I just remember it was, they were doing so many takes of that, the poker game with Frank Cosgrove Jr. and Ruth and um, that he stopped and he, and he thanked everybody for a second for being, you know, he thanked all of the background actors for being persistent and how he was, he was very excited that it was going well. And it just made you feel really, you know, a part of it. And, and for, for a moment there, you know, I didn't feel like such a, such a background peon as I like to say, you know, for someone who's been, I mean, working in the industry for so long, I mean, he started at a younger age. And so he obviously has seen all the ins and outs and understands the process. I mean, I can't imagine how many hours he spent working on production during just the season alone. So I know he appreciates the work that everyone puts into it. And you can, I just remember him like making comments like in between takes and just, yeah, he always tries to lighten the mood and I mean, it is such a dark show, and when you're trying to have fun with something so so dark, I mean, he he does a great job in just being professional, but being also just a kind human being and respectful of everyone, given in the situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's your What's your favorite thing about working? What was your favorite thing about working on the Ozark Three set? And and what's your favorite memory or day? Oh wow. Um, I think. I think my second day that I worked on the set was pretty entertaining. It was, it was, we did all casino shots that day and it was a lot of just like changing into different outfits. I think we had to bring like, at least we had to be able to wear six different outfits the day that we came that one day. And so you had to bring even more options than that. So it was just constantly changing in and out of outfits. um, And being able to be ready to go on set whenever and just being able to be in the set, um, especially just like all of the crazy cool features that they had a part of it. Um, and I mean, Jason was always involved when, at least when I was there. And so just getting to see him work, I mean, as a person who wants to make a career out of the entertainment industry, it is so interesting just getting to see someone that you've, you've, respected for so long as an actor getting to play on both sides of the camera being both director and actor so getting to see that was just such an incredible opportunity like once in a lifetime and getting to see Jason Bateman himself like wow and there was a time it was that night I think I was leaving set and it was probably had been a 14 hour day and I was walking back to uh holding for the background and I passed him and like I wasn't gonna like say anything because obviously like I mean we're just trying to all do our jobs here and we're all tired at least at this point in the day and so I just walked by him and smiled I didn't even wave or anything and he just kind of like gave me a little smile back and I mean that's just the memory that I think I'll hold on to forever just because it's the little things like that. I mean, you have to embrace the little things on set, especially when it's such a long day. Yeah. Very, you know, he's very in touch with everybody on set. And um, there was one time I was standing there. I can't remember. It was my second or third day on the set. And he was, he was, you know, literally standing. And I, I've met famous people before, you know, when I was a younger kid, you know, I used to go to concerts and try and get guitar picks and sticks and get autographs and all that stuff. But, 
um, these days I'm, I'm a couple of years older than that. And I'm used to being, you know, if I'm on the set with somebody, I can, I can handle it. But he was literally standing about three paces from me on, on a start point. And, uh, he just looked over at me in, in the face, you know, he looked at me for a second and I just nodded and he nodded back. And, you know, it was just kind of a simple thing. And I was quiet. One thing I, I'm going to talk about more later is about, you know, etiquette on the set, which I'm going to touch on with you in a second, but you know, you're like you said, you're there to do a job and and they expect a professional environment and, and it doesn't matter who's on set, you know, and and you have to treat it professionally if, if it's something that you want to that you love and you want to continue to do for sure. Um, and on that, uh, you know, speaking of that, let's let's go to uh, let's talk about etiquette and professionalism on the set. Um, and you could use, you know, Ozark as a specific, but uh, uh, etiquette and professionalism and, and a lack thereof. Um, have any have any stories about anything that you saw on set that or any of your pet peeves on set? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I never bring my phone on set. Like, I have, I'll leave it in holding. I mean, there's no reason to have it on me at any time. I mean, yeah. you never know if it might go off or whatever. It's just like that fear of being that person on set. So I don't know why people feel like the need to have that. I mean, obviously there's emergencies going on and I don't know what, what's um, going on in people's lives. So I don't really have that right to speak on that. But I mean, we are working and in, I mean, time is money and we also sign NDA. So, I mean, obviously we can't say anything or take pictures or anything like that and definitely not release like, like secrets while we're, while they're still filming and haven't released anything like that. So, I mean, just like making like, because I mean, piracy is such a big thing like nowadays too. And so like people love the ability to take advantage of the entertainment industry for free. And so giving people that opportunity is just like, I don't know. I would feel so guilty if I had ever done like something like that. I never would. But if that ever happened, like just on accident, like I would feel horrible. But just and also just being respectful of people's time. Like like I said, time is money, and that's not something to say. Like we have to be serious at all times and make make it something that can't be enjoyed. But we definitely need to respect everything that's going on. I mean, we film maybe like maybe film three three scenes at a like on a just a day so if you think about all the scenes that incorporate like a whole season and trying to get all that production done I think production went from about June to October for this show so I mean if you think about a whole season just happening like filming through all those months I mean you have to take advantage and be respectful of all the time that happens and also being respectful of the actors like they're they're just to do a job just like we are and so I just remember this one background actor he was featured multiple times because he was one of the dealers at one of the tables at the casino yeah. for a lot of the scenes sure. but he um he I remember we went back into the the bus after the day to go back to holding and he gets in the the bus and he's like guys I just asked Jason Bateman for his autograph and he gave it to me and I mean uh, like yeah. obviously like that's a, I mean, like, good for you. Like, I mean, obviously, like, it'd be cool to have Jason Bateman's autograph. Like, I'm not gonna lie about that. But also, like, I mean, yeah. it's not like you're seeing him on the street and asking him for it. You're, yeah, you're in a workplace. Yeah, you can. So yeah, you worked with him, you know, it's you, what more do you need, really? Yeah. And it's, so it's like, you got that experience, you can tell those stories, like that autograph is just like, kind of, 
I don't know, like, we're even told by the, the production assistants, like, you're on here, you're here just as much as they are here to work. And so you asking for autograph is just like a no, no. And it's like, you just need to be respectful of the etiquette. Because, like, if you were to ask something uh, like of improper etiquette of your boss, like an actual, like a, like an office job, like, there, you would be on watch or like something, yeah, it'd be like, hey, like, yeah, you would be like, you just have to make that common courtesy and respect everyone's time. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. You know, the, the productions assistants or PAs, um, you know, they tell you before you even go on the set, like before the casino set, you know, a million times, you know, you shouldn't ever have your phone out. There's no reason to have your phone out. If there's an emergency, you need to make a call. Grab one of us. Tell us what's going on. We let you step out and use the phone, you know, whatever. Um, and I've never, you know, I've never done a shot on set. I've never. And, and so we go in and we're on the casino set and there's some lady. She's got her phone out and she's standing in the set right there. And, and, and what's weird is there's so much, you know, everybody's so busy that they don't notice that she's she's not as far mm-hmm. as I know, she wasn't filming or taking any pictures, but she could have been, you know, taking selfies on the set and stuff. And I'm like, uh, so that's that's one of etiquette. The other thing is, um, you know, that I, that I saw is, is, is the first day I was on the set, I was sitting at one of the the blackjack tables and somebody it was the scene where um uh, i think uh julie julie garner's talking to um the actor who was ben who i didn't know who that was at the time and um they were warning us hey you're gonna hear some cussing over there in a minute and it's it's natural as background to react if you hear cussing across the room go look over there yeah so we're sitting down waiting for that and then i hear this loud screaming you know guy yelling and screaming and uh don't touch me don't effing this and that and it was it was this guy you know who was claiming that the the uh wardrobe lady touched him in an appropriate in an inappropriate way and he he freaked out and jb was on set he looked over and he was like what the hell's going on and uh (laughs) this guy just flipped his lid and uh, I didn't know. I thought it was part of the show at first, you know, but it was another thing about like professionalism. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I guess this guy after later, I, I learned they had to escort him off the set and he, and he didn't come back, but I, I learned that he'd been kicked off of several sets. Oh. And, and so there's people that, that you hear about like, Oh yeah. You know, like you, you make what I love about the job. And we'll talk about this in a minute is making other, you know, new background friends and meeting people. And you go back to sets and it's your same friends you're working with the other day. Hey, how's it going? But, uh, you know, one thing I, I talked to everybody about, people like, oh, yeah, he's been kicked off of several sets. And I was like, how do people like that get back on set? You know, um, you know, how do how do people who don't have professionalism or etiquette get back on a set? It happens. It's amazing. And I, and I, I guess there's no screening process for that somehow. Or maybe the casting companies just, you know, they, they, the ball gets dropped or it gets lost in the shuffle. But mostly on, on set of Ozark, you know, I, I think you would agree there there's a lot of professionalism and a lot of camaraderie. And I think the energy that everybody's so excited to work on that set was such a hot series. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's oh, yeah. amazing, you know, what's coming out now that season three's come out, all the great comments and all the social media postings. I mean, thousands and thousands of posts going out there. And um, to, just to know that, uh, you know, we played a part of that. Have you ever seen anybody get kicked off the set? Um, I don't think I have. I mean, for the most part, I haven't had to experience any of that. I mean, there's definitely been threats of threats of people uh, getting kicked off set for um, just like improper etiquette. But I don't think I've ever seen 
anyone thankfully um get kicked off yeah anything like that yeah. um well going back to what i was talking about extra and, and background friends you know um and you're you're a very kind person and i i meet people on set you know i talk to people for a minute and uh some people you gel with some people you don't but uh elaborate on um you know people you've met and i'm sure like if you and I were to show up on another set in Atlanta, there'd be several other people that we knew. Uh, maybe elaborate a little bit on, on you know, friends you made or, or extra friends and, and some other people that you've got to work with. You know, has there been a couple of friends you made that you've got to work with a few times? Yeah, for sure. Um, there was this one girl. Her name was also Hannah, and she worked on Ozark. And then we also we ran into each other um, on another uh, Netflix pilot over the summer. That was um, we were like, wait, yeah, I remember you from Ozark. And I actually um, I was an audience member, um, got to sit in on some of the Hot Ones game show, um, see um, some of the episodes there. And I was we were checking out um, leaving that day. And I recognized one guy from the set of Ozark. I was like, didn't you work on Ozark? And he was like, yes, I did. And I was like, I definitely saw you a couple of days. It's just, it's a small world. And so many people love to just be on as many sets as they can. So you're, you're bound to run into several people that you know. And just like recognizing faces is important just because you might meet somebody down the road and they might have connections and I mean, you never know how someone can help you and you should always go out of your way to help others. So just like being kind and making those friends is just a great connection to help you as a person and just like in the long run. Yeah, that's that's great advice, Hannah. And the other thing I say is I'm, I'm one of I mean, I've been an educator for a long time, so I'm always having to take the high road on things. But, you know, again, when you go, I've made a lot of uh, nice friends on, on background. And one of those is, is Keith, who we'll talk, I'll be talking to later here. But, um, you know, there's also some people you meet, you're like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's that oh, yeah. lady who's such and such and such and such. I can't believe she's on set again. And you have to just take the high road. And, you know, maybe that person had an off day that last time or, um, you know, some people are, are very, very happy go lucky on set, which I am, too. But then I, I don't treat every experience like it's my first time on set you know try and be as professional Mm -hmm. as i can and uh you can you can tell you can separate sometimes the first timers and the newbies from from the people that have been been doing it a while and it's you know it's fun i I love people watching like anybody else you know so it's all Mm -hmm. types of people and that's that's what they like to fill a set with people of different personalities people of different looks and uh sometimes that that's what makes the the takes so great when you have the such Mm -hmm. a wide mix of people um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of great people in the extra background industry and, um, it's a lot of fun in the morning, you know, getting on the bus, going to set, meeting some people and seeing familiar faces, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel like yeah. so alone in the whole lonely world of background acting. Um, let's talk about food on the set. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a horrible way to describe, um, your experiences on set, but I mean, there's been some set um, experiences that I've had that they just did not help like keep us nourished on set and not Ozark was not one of those, but I did, I did experience some sets that just, I mean, they took, they took less care of the background. And I mean, I understand that there's budgets and everything. So I understand um, different scenarios and everything, but Ozark was not one of those. I mean, we, had great lunches they made sure that we had plenty of energy plenty of food plenty of water they were incredible about water um just making sure that we stayed hydrated and everything 
And I just want to give a shout out to the PAs as well. I mean, all the PAs on Ozark left such a positive memory in my brain. They were all so supportive, um, so, so great at being attentive to the production and the people on set, as well as just like, obviously, like all the equipment and everything. And they made sure that we like were getting taken care of and if we had needs that they were being fulfilled just not that like we were just serving a purpose of being in the background um per se oh yeah yeah and what's your what's your favorite uh food on set what's what when they when they pull something out in particular what, what do you like oh boy oh i mean for snack wise i gotta go for the fruit snacks um <laughs> those are always great i mean how about like, main dishes fruits- oh oh my god i just remember one time on Ozark, it was for lunch, and they literally had like a prime, like prime rib or something, oh, yeah. and they were just slicing meat off, like fresh off, like yeah. the mound of meat. And I was just like, <laughs> "We're being treated like kings and queens right now. Yeah. Like this is not real." Yeah. So it was just like cool to see that, like, I mean, we were being treated just as well as anybody. Yeah, and that's that's one of the you know it is one of the perks as as background is is uh, most of the experiences I've had, the food has been great, and even if you got to wait an extra hour and you're really hungry, but they've got to get that shot in, you come back to have food and like you know one of my favorite is salmon, and I I mean there was some delicious salmon, I mean like you know baked mm-hmm. salmon with with I don't know teriyaki sauce on it or something unbelievable oh. stuff, and I'm just like you know this is not so bad, right? It's <laughs> yeah, not so bad at all. Do you have a favorite character on Ozark 3? Oh, for sure, Ruth. I mean, how can you not love her? Yeah. Yeah, she you remember seeing her on I mean, I remember seeing her on set and she was just dressed elegantly and she uh she just just great can go into that Ruth mode just in you know 0.1 second, you know. Mhm. Yeah, no she is. I mean, I just admire her so much as an actor as well. And so, yeah, when I saw her come down the stairs um, of the casino in her little black dress and she just looked so beautiful, like so simple, but like just so poised. And I think that just her character arc over the three seasons has created her into such a beautiful and inspiring person, period. And so getting to see her um, was really cool. Yeah, she was she was great to watch. And I was there, I think, the, the day that Joseph Sakura, um, Frank Cosgrove Jr. rapped and they had they did one of those scenes. Um, I think it was the scene where before he um, spoiler alert before he beats her up uh, later. I can't remember what episode, but uh, uh, and they had a great you know exchange of dialogue and the energy it was really neat to watch her. And uh, yeah, she's she's great. Um, they're they're all great. I mean, they all deserve awards, probably. Tell us about your now. Are you you're in school now, and, and what what are your goals as far as uh you know the future of your acting career? And tell us where you're headed. I will be graduating next year from Brunel University up in Gainesville, Georgia, um, with a uh, bachelor of fine arts in acting. So I have been studying that and um, pursuing that, and I think that. I mean, obviously, my background is in theater, and I love that live performance experience just because there's nothing like it. But, um, I mean, we all can see with the amount of background, um, like, openings that there are in the film industry in Atlanta. I mean, the industry's booming. There was so so much production going on last summer. So 
obviously, I mean, would love to experience the West Coast at some point in my life, but at the Atlanta film industry, there's nothing like it right now. And so obviously I would love to get involved in that, um, do some PA work, get to experience it all. Um, and who knows? I mean, I just think that the entertainment industry is flourishing in Atlanta. And I mean, obviously there's some hard times right now with everything going on with the pandemic. So I mean, um, production has been shut down for a lot of, um, for almost everything. So I'm excited to see how the arts continues to grow um, after all of this is, has passed and we get to come out of it um, at the other side of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just so crazy that I I was getting ready to do, start work on Stranger Things 4 and it was a very small set and I was really excited about it. Not a lot of extras, maybe 10 or 15 and uh, I'm like, well, they still might film. And, and they sure enough, they shut it down with everything else. So I just heard from the casting director the other day that they still don't know, you know, when we're going to be everything's going to be back. So we just hope and pray that that, that everything, uh, you know, this thing peaks out and we, we, we walk away from it. And um, I, too, am looking forward to getting back to, you know, seeing where the art goes and not not in just uh, acting, you know, which is a side thing for me, but music, you know, everything's. The mm-hmm. arts are really hurting right now, but I think uh, everybody's online trying to support each other, and um, absolutely, it, it will be a great thing when this is all uh, said and done. Do you have any other productions that you're that you'd like to work on one day? That you you know, what are you, some of your favorites that you would love to be on set? Oh gosh, I can't think. Um, I mean, listen, if Shit's Creek makes a movie, or if they come back with some <laughs> reboot series, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can count me in with that. I will fly to Toronto. Awesome. That is one set I would love to work on. Um, so many great ones, obviously. Um, just to be a part of the new experiences too, like getting to be a part of maybe a new pilot series. Like I did get to work on a pilot series over the summer. Um, stuff like that. I mean, I I just love those experiences and to help um encourage the process of art um is a big passion of mine so getting to do that yeah speaking of what um didn't i saw you again on another production last summer what what was that um was it i believe that was magnolia sweet magnolias or was it no that was that was waldo okay Mm -hmm. yeah the mel Mel gibson uh piece did you see mel on the set there i did um how crazy was that (laughs) like it was crazy a friend of mine said you know oh you're doing Waldo. Yeah. He's like, well, that's a Mel Gibson production. I'm thinking, well, he's not going to be there. You know, it's Mel Gibson, you know, and he, and he walks in, Hey, how's everybody doing? I was like, <laughs> wow. You know, like that was really, really neat. Yeah. I got to see him one day I was on set, but I mean, he seemed like a really cool guy and it was really cool just to be um, in the same room as him. Yeah. He's got a bad rap for, you know, the whatever in the past, but he was very kind to everybody oh, that yeah. day. I was a, I was a parent, played a parent, in the little uh there's a play in the in the in the uh in the movie and um then there's a little um after party from the play and it was in both of those scenes and uh he was very kind to everybody and very sweet and and uh so yeah i thought i thought i saw you on that so well hannah uh i'm gonna we're gonna conclude for today and thanks so much for meeting us and uh thanks for getting online again for me to uh to give this another shot as our first recording to work out and Fingers crossed. We should be good. And, and uh, thanks so much for your time today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I mean, I love talking about this sort of stuff because, I mean, the arts is so important in my life. And I hope that everyone gets to experience it in some way. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, best of luck to you on, on set and, and with your degree and in the future. And we'll, we'll hear from you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
That was our interview with Hannah Love. You can follow Hannah on Instagram at hannah.s.love to keep up with her acting career. Next up, on Background Stories, Ozark and Stranger Things, an interview with Keith Sands. Keith Sands is a background actor from South Florida who is also a band director. I met Keith on the set of Ozark 3 and we had a great few days on the set. Let's go now to that interview with Keith Sands. Keith Sands, how are you, Keith? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, Chad? Thanks for uh, joining me today. And uh, I'd like to uh, start off by maybe give us some background, no pun intended or pun intended, uh, about how you got started in this thing and in background acting. Well, uh, I'm a high school band director and I got uh, I saw some posts on Facebook um, for Stranger Things and it was for the marching band and a lot of friends wish they could go for it because it was like a 30 age, 30 years and younger. Um, I figured I could pass, so I applied for it. I didn't get it, but then I started seeing the other posts and applied again and got um, a Russian scientist spot. And that was my first dabble in the background life. And I was amazed to watch, you know, everybody go and to see the process. Um, So then I just, you know, kept my eye out for uh, casting calls that landed in between you know, on student holidays. So, uh, yeah. So then I got into, um, Ozark and a couple movies since then, uh, the Clint Eastwood, Richard's jewel and, um, Aretha Franklin, which hasn't come out yet. Awesome. And I think, uh, I thought about it a little bit longer. I do believe that you and I met on one of those first days of Ozark. I think that is when we met. Um, oh. I, I remember talking to you and, and, um, I started talking and somehow we, we realized with six degrees of separation, we're both band directors from the state of Florida. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, although I hadn't, I've taught a little bit of drumline in Florida, not much. I, I marched down there and was in drum and bugle court and the whole marching band scene down there. Uh, but that was cool. And I think we knew a couple of uh, mutual names. So that, you know, meeting, yep. it's, you never know who you're going to meet on, on the set of a production, you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I, um, cherish your friendship on set man and and on yeah. the, thanks for thanks for talking to me today um, yeah, it, was a, it was an inspiration to see other people that you know walk my way of life doing the background thing you know you're not the only band director i've met i've met a couple guys um that were in the band for aretha franklin that are band directors or even college band directors um in the georgia area um so it, it was it was pretty cool that's awesome um, okay, so and and then so uh, you you mentioned Stranger Things and Ozark. So let's let's talk about the big thing right now, the hot topic, and that's the recent release of Ozark season three. Um, what what yeah. scenes were you involved in on Ozark three, and what sets, etc.? Um, in the uh, episode one, at the um, climax of the episode, they're up in the poker room, and there's a really great shot of me. Uh, standing beside uh, a girl watching, overwatching the poker game. They were introducing the players and uh, we were right over the shoulder of one of the female players and, um, you know, ad-libbing our dialogue and fake drinking a fake beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, that was that girl you're standing next to was my, my other friend, Jesse. 
Jesse, right, right. Uh, just well, her, she goes by Jesse James, but I, I think her real name's Mackenzie. I, uh, she she's a pretty well trained actor, and she uh, uh, she she's a lot of fun too. Um, okay, and and what and so the poker. There were a, anything else you mentioned? The yeah, poker. there was a couple other wipes. Um, one, uh, you know, the one that we've been looking for, your piano scene. Um, with the in the middle of the advertisement where they clink their champagne glasses, I wipe by in the background of the bar. Uh, there's another um, drone over the top of the um, of the whole Stone Mountain facility, and I'm standing on the back deck at that little tiki uh, cocktail bar. Um, I'm standing there and um, just hanging out. Was that was, was that real cocktails or set food again? Set drinks. Oh yeah, all set. <laughs> yeah, I know people. The the people don't know the the motion picture industry is not all glamorous. We don't don't eat the fake set food or drink anything. Well, that's that's when I learned that the other extra is you know you don't even put it up to your mouth. You don't even yeah like whatever water they put in those drinks. You you don't even touch the glass to your lips <laughs> probably probably lake water from uh, stone mountain there or uh, i don't know if it'd be that <laughs> <laughs> uh okay and uh so and yeah you mentioned about the piano scene um for those out there we, we were leaving one day you and we were everybody was getting ready to leave i believe i think it was the second day somewhere in june uh, last summer and uh every, i think I even changed out already and and ready to sign out and get our paperwork and uh, I forget the guy's name, the big burly guy with the beard. He's really nice. All those PAs, uh, you know, yeah. people are so nice. He says, who can play piano? And, and, and just, you know, it was one of those things that I didn't even think about. My hand just shot up in the air and, and your hand and a bunch of other people. And uh, luckily, I, w I just happened to be in the proximity and I happened to be about an inch, you know, shorter than or taller than the uh, six one piano guy or whatever that they wanted. And um I got to go play play some piano for for Jason Bateman for that scene, and and I I was looking for that in the episodes. It ended up on the editing room floor, sadly, but uh, it was part of that commercial there where that you know, um, come to the you know Memphis Bell Casino and the big uh, thing. It's it's a pretty cool commercial montage that they did, and uh, Jesse's in the background actually sitting down on the back. Yeah, I walked right past her. And I thought it was weird, like in one scene, we're a couple. The next scene, I'm walking by, I ignore her. She's sitting there with another fella. And there's stuff like that all throughout. Yeah. But Yeah, but that that was a neat experience for me. I might touch on that later, but being able to sit down in it. And you were you were there, right, when we, we got to do that scene. And man, so, uh, I was lucky to get in there and to be able to have that um, walk by. And if I had been two steps slower... I would have been parked right in the middle of that champagne clink and it would have been as good of a shot as we had in the first episode. Yeah. But right. it, just, just being there, the, the excitement, I was watching you practice, you know, without making sound and, and, uh, yeah, that was and we were just happy to be chosen for that special scene because it was just a few people. Yeah. And that, that was, uh, you know, that was, for people out there listening. So I, I went into a room and, and Keith was part of that. And we were all smart, part of the small set. And I, I didn't know what it was for, what they were filming, but it, it eventually it came to be that it's going to be part of that commercial. <laughs> and the camera panned from behind me, sitting at the piano, kind of looking at my hands, I guess, and came around and, and to the couple toasting there. And they just, they just edited in the final thing on episode one. 
uh, they just edited out that 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 part with me in it and and just showed the couple toasting, which was you know that's fine. But I still have the memory, and it was uh, it was really right. Neat for Jason yeah. to come up and talk to me for a second. And, uh, but I wasn't allowed to practice at all. So, you know, for those of you, I, I, I'm not a piano player. I mean, I can play about six or seven songs on the piano and I can read a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm, I know music theory and I took piano in college and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I was there and I was like, okay, what, what are three songs that I, that I know, you know, I'm breaking into a cold sweat because I'm going to play <laughs> piano for Jason Bateman in about how 10 minutes. And I haven't practiced piano for like five or six months, you know. So I, I go to practice and uh, she tells the PA tells me, I, oh, no, no, you can't practice. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So uh, I went over, I was going over, I said I could do Lean On Me or Motley Crue Home Sweet Home or uh, John Lennon Imagine. I know those three. I'm like, I'm going to go with Motley Crue Home Sweet Home. I don't know why I did that, but um and I just practiced like on the top of the keys. I could even press down. And then um, eventually they took the shot, you know, pictures up. And I played, you know, first time I played in months. And I uh, I did pretty well. I had to play a slower tempo. and uh, But he seemed to like it. Uh, JB, like, you know, I think kind of laughed. And then um, the sound guy gave me a fist bump. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> do you remember yeah. Do you remember what it felt like? I remember when I when I first walked on the casino set. What what what? Do you remember walking on the casino set for the first time? And what were you, what was your initial reaction? It felt really authentic and dingy. Um, and I hadn't seen the boat yet, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, very authentic. Yeah. The, and this, the, you know, the, they did a great job of like the smoke and the fog. They even had a guy in there smoking for a minute, but, uh, nobody else was really allowed to smoke, but, <laughs> one extra guy um he's in another photo of mine i don't know him but uh but yeah it, and i've been to the 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 hannah cherokee casino up up north there but uh and it had that same kind of vibe um smoky kind of dingy everybody's dressed in that way touristy yeah and yeah. um and i just i remember the pa telling us before we went in there and i think it was one of the first couple of days the casino set was used and um hannah was talking earlier and huh. she was talking about that she thinks it was the first day she was on the set that they actually used the set because most of the pas hadn't even been on it yet much and um i remember him saying you know guys you need to be careful in there this is a million dollar set and don't touch anything don't bump anything too hard and don't you know don't yank on the 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 slot machines you know they're they're, yeah. they're real but they're not real and right. um so and and that that was really very dimly lit and very it was very real and then then you then you know the man comes around the corner Jason Bateman, A.K.A. they call him J.B. on set. So we'll, we'll probably refer to him as that. But um, and uh, he was just there. He was he was involved in every every detail of every shot and every angle and uh and we'll talk more about him. Uh, well, let's talk about him right now. I one thing I mentioned is his his level of professionalism. But also kindness to uh, everybody on the set. What tell yeah. us about tell us about some of your experience with uh, JB on the set? Yeah, you know, right away you you see the same person on the screen. You know, the personality you know from all his movies because he's kind of like the same personality in most of his. And and you see this guy and you hear him talking to everybody, asking their opinion, letting them do their jobs, whispering over their shoulders, patting their back, doing you know, smiles and good jobs and thumbs up and, and Hey, how about this? And, and let's do that again. Maybe a little more of this, but that was great. But some more of this, not as much this is really great. Um, 
even there was at the time uh, he, they were discussing the lines and the word ogle came up oh, and yeah. um, the uh, ass- assistant was saying oogle and he's like no I've dealt with this in another movie I looked it up and if you're you know ogling someone looking at them you know too too oddly uh, it's ogle ogle and and he looked around the room and is like yeah and like came around to you and i the teachers and we both looked back and said yeah ogle and he's like yeah that's what i thought yeah i, I remember and that I, I was just kind of following your lead because i i, I want to think so you you i think you said it and uh that was cool that he he uh you know was looking around the room for input he would do that at times you know and kind of you know just kind of work the room a little bit what's your favorite memory or day on the on the ozark set uh, I really enjoyed being at Stone Mountain. <clears throat> um, it was a hot day, but um, it had been a while since I'd been there, and um, uh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, it was. It was not very like key footage. I wasn't there on days where like they had the band Ario Speedwagon and all this, but I was glad to be able to get out to that location for one shot. Um, you know, you talk about the professionalism and the way to act. Um, I was impressed with all the extra people there were. There were so many dudes hanging around in the background and everybody had a job and everybody had an aspiration and everybody had some sort of role to play in this industry. And um, I reveled in the fact that we were there with some of the best. Something, if there's anything I can tell people, that that get into background acting or, or or having you know want to do it or want to continue to enjoy doing it is just being professional on the set and and, and I talked earlier Hannah about you know not having your phone out that's one thing that's a huge no no you know and um, one time I had to you know call my son back and I asked the PA hey can I step off set you know you do it the right way um, and I mentioned earlier and and I think you were you were there. Uh, when the one guy got tossed off the set because he, he tried to claim that the, the costume lady touched him inappropriately. You there? Yeah. Um, and started screaming yeah. on the set. And, and apparently he's gotten kicked off a couple other sets. And um, th- there's a lot of stuff that, that, that really irks me. Um, and then when you get back on set, you see that person come in and you're like, how in the hell did that person get back on a set? Like they've been tossed off several <laughs> sets. And I, I know I, I mentioned before, you know, I don't know if there's a way of, you know, if, if the casting people have to be fair and allow people to come back in or if they keep track of that stuff or if, if well, there's a blacklist or not, union, you know, I don't know. <laughs> if it were California or somewhere else that has a union, you'd probably see some things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, have you ever seen anybody get kicked off the set? Just that fella. Um, he, he had something hanging out his back pocket, like a chain or or or, you know, some sort of biker wallet, I think. And she was telling him to tuck it in. And I think she tapped the wallet or, you know, hit the chain. And, of course, he overreacted. Yeah. Did you like the season? Did you like the series? Did you have a chance to watch it all yet? Yeah, I have. Um, in general, I enjoyed the first half more than the second half. The second half slowed down with the brother yeah. Um, story arc and um, you know I kind of got the feeling from episode one he was going to be a one episode fella 
Um, but um, uh, I enjoyed the um, the power struggle, and I was totally surprised with um, Helen at the end. Yeah, spoilers, just in case um, anybody's listening. We won't, we'll try not to get spoilers away. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get. If you haven't watched it yet, out there, people, you're you're behind. It's your fault anyway. That's what I always say. It's yeah. Why why are you listening to the podcast? You need to you get yeah, it together. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I have the same feeling. You know. Uh, one thing I can say is I, I believe, and it's an important issue every day is, is mental health issues and awareness, you know, and I think someone on the producing team really wanted to make that statement with this script, you know, um, whether they had someone, a loved one affected by that, or we all, we all have yeah. at some point, but um, well, they definitely, they definitely pulled on the heartstrings. Um, my girlfriend is a sh- social worker, does a lot with foster care and knows a lot about the rules, at least here in our state. And uh, she's she's like, you know, this would not happen exactly like this. And that's a little overdrawn. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a drama. And but, you know, like you just said, the intention was there um, to show, you know, bipolar life and the effects of it of all the people around them. And God have mercy, the effects of this yeah. plot. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I felt the same way. Uh, too. I and, felt episodes one through five really were moving along. And I'm like, OK, action. Here comes action. And you got a little bit of action, but uh, they spent a lot of time on 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 Windy Bird's character and, and Ben and that thing. And it, it was it was probably I feel like it was a little bit too slowly paced for me. Um, I get it, what they're trying to say. I still appreciate the series a lot. Um, I, I, you know, I just think that episodes six through nine kind of slowed down and put everything back into first gear. Um, there was still was some dramatic development that I enjoyed, but yeah, like I said, episode 10 yeah. at the end, that, that, uh, things pick right back up and the ending was like, wow, you know, a classic, uh, well, and now Darlene's back. Yeah. So and Darlene is enticing, um, you know, Ruth and, and, and her brothers and, and the tides are slowly turning there. And and then you got the Kansas City guys and the cartel and oh, my gosh, and Helen and well, not Helen. Yeah. But yeah, everything's man. Everything's yeah, set up, it's really, everything's it's set really up for a great up. season four. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll be lucky enough to work on that one, too, I hope. Let's let's switch gears. Yeah, man, let's I switch gears so. and, and, and talk about the other thing that we were both very blessed to work on. And that's uh, uh, it's been out for a little while now, but still a hot topic. Stranger Things season three. Um, talk, tell us about your yep. experience on, on that and uh, and what you ended up uh, what senior end to be able to do on that. Um, now, I was only involved with the one episode of being a Russian scientist um, right when the kids find the place yeah. underneath the mall. I'm in that like opening shot walking by with yeah. a clipboard or something. Um, and uh, I didn't work a day with the kids or any of the main mm-hmm. cast that I remember. Um, it was a long day, a yeah. long day, but that was, that was when I was learning the ropes of, you know, pay attention in the holding room to what's going on and you'll get on set. And, and I was there super early. Um, I was one of the first people there. It was really creepy to be in that building (laughs) when hardly anybody else was around. Well, that's um, what's crazy is I think you and I, you know, filmed 
at completely different dates, right? And it's and that's one thing that people don't understand, don't get. I mean, unless you're in the industry or whatever, and you're on some level, is how many how random these scenes are shot, like you know, not in order, you know, and just you know, magically they they edit and put all this stuff together that actually makes sense. But sequences are so shot out of order, you know, and so. You were not there my day at Stranger No, and Things. what you don't have to give everything completely away. Where where was that? What what city was that uh, set on that you went to work on for the lab? Okay. It was in Atlanta. It was at like a textile, um, an old textile okay. building, and the whole the whole setup for the, um, you know, the lab. So what, was it there. wasn't the same. It wasn't the um, yeah because I I I. The, I did the theater shots and I didn't, I, so I think we worked, but what's funny is we ended up being on the same episode. That's, I believe that's episode seven. Okay. So the picture that you and I have in front of the sign that says season four, that's just that's studio four. That was during Ozark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Um, that's, that was studio four at, at um, uh, 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 undisclosed location in, in Norcross um, studio where they film most of the Ozark where, where the casino was and I'll try and be professional not That's give right. it away That's... it's not there anymore so if I if I did say it was <laughs> people couldn't get in there anyway but I'll try and err on the side of being careful no kidding. Um, but yeah and, and then the, my day on, on the uh, my days my we you know we filmed the first thing we filmed was at Gwinnett Place Mall when they had the section of the mall quarantined off or not quarantined whatever uh privately you know done off just to do the theater the, the movie scenes and um the battle scene there and the first thing we shot was actually not being in the cinema but leaving the cinema that was shot first so we're leaving the cinema and and uh my friend who i met on set jv green who's who's a great guy um we just kind of started uh you know you're supposed to be leaving the theater and talking about okay you just saw Back to the Future it was the greatest movie you've ever seen, and you're exiting the theater, and the main characters are just going to blend in with you guys to sneak out. Okay, go. And um, this guy JV and I got got picked to you know placed behind them. I had this big, you know, hairdo going in these '80s dad glasses, and we were just geeking out over the movie, and we knew all about the movie. And the PAs liked our energy, and they put us right behind there. But that that's the first day, and we we had a couple moments, which was nice. We we got to talk with, you know, you don't want to go out you don't want to start the conversation but if one of the main actors you know talk to you you can talk to them back and dustin um yeah got and he, he was talking about we were looking at that fake movie facade and and we were all like they had these movies up there like um obviously back to the future cocoon and one of them was daryl and i had never i don't remember daryl and either did um joe curie he was asking he's like you guys remember what daryl was about and i'm like no and dustin got knew like all about the movie and he starts talking oh that was this, this you know he's, he's just like he is in the movie he's super sweet super super cute and just telling us all about these 80s movies that i'm old enough to have seen but i hadn't seen it and um yeah. that was the first day and then the second day we actually filmed the scenes inside the theater watching back to the future which i was really lucky and got placed you know i got moved over right next to um steve and robin in that scene when they're all drugged up in the theater and that was that was really fun. That that was a great. Um, th they were they shot. were really nice too. Um, Maya Hawk, who plays Robin, it was Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. 
uh, she was really sweet. And just like JB did in Ozark, she was really sweet and thanked, you know, us as extras, background workers several times. And she was nice and sweet. They're all really great. And um, there was some great stuff in there that that uh, one time in, in the theater, Dustin had his walkie talkie and he ran, comes running down the side to sit down and he dropped the walkie talkie and the batteries spilled out everywhere and like kind of ruined the take. And oh, he was, gosh. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And it, it was everybody laughed because, you know, he 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 really is like that. He's a he's a sweet kid. Just you know, he's goofy in real life and funny. And um, so I'm rambling on, on, but that was a great experience, and I'm I'm glad you got to be uh, involved in that too. And um, I'm waiting to hear right now. You know, I'm I'm in Atlanta right now. I came down here to to be on set. I got ticked to do some stuff on Stranger Things four as an extra, and it was I was excited because it was a very small group of uh extras being used on that but like everything else it got pushed back with with the virus and um and you know i'm i'm yeah. you know we're all everybody's being safe right now and hunkering down but uh it's gonna be nice when everything comes back what what are your thoughts about you know how crazy is it that all you know all the productions everything shut down now with the with the virus pandemic and what you got any thoughts on that you know i i think it's wise and um uh i think Eventually, they're going to find a way to get around needing a lot of people at the same time. And um, they're going to eventually have to do something. Um, I know a lot of other businesses are changing their their plans so that people can work at least some. You know, when I was on the set of Aretha, they uh, scanned my body and made an avatar. What? You know, that's cool. Yeah, it was crazy. I saw my as he wanded me into the tablet. I saw a three dimensional <laughs> me come up. He's like, we can we can change your clothes and push you in the audience and fill in gaps and put you in corners <laughs> and this and that. Keith Sands. Um, we can rebuild. <clears throat> right. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. be the next Matrix guy. Um, so, you know, they'll come up with ways of making movies if yeah. they need to. Well, I, I, you know, at some point we're going to get back to it. I think we're just going to be, you're going to see a lot more, um, you know, careful instructions and things, you know, and you're going to have to be, you know, there's going to be hand sanitizer on every, every, every part. And yeah. you're going to have, you know, the, the whole industry is going to have to look at things differently, but uh, I'm hoping that, you know, this, this thing will pass also and it'll, it'll calm down and we can get back to, and I just and with anything, with everything, with the film life, with music life, because I'm I'm in Nashville now and, uh, you know, doing music there and music networking and trying to play. And, and you know, that's I mean, everything's just completely shut down. I think when, when we all get back to it, when it's safer to go to see a live performance or go to be on set to film, I think, yeah. we'll you know, we won't be taking it for granted anymore. And we'll be thinking about I know at least I will, you know, thinking about how lucky we are to do these things, as I always do. And and taking more precautions and being more careful, not being reckless or careless. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a reset button for mankind right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, I that's I hope everybody takes an opportunity to really think about how we can do things different and the things that, um, you know, some of the things that we're trying to do just make us feel better. But the more we learn about how this works, um, you know even those things are not really truly enough. Um, so we're going to have to just learn different behavior and, and appreciate what we got. And I hope that we 
I hope that some things don't yeah. go back to normal and and somehow right evolve. Hey, let's go back to to Ozark. I asked this of Hannah earlier. Uh, what's your favorite? You got a favorite character on Ozark? Um, I really, you know, I just I'm cheering for Bateman. I, I, I relate to the character, I guess, more so than anybody else there. And, um, you know, one of the PAs told me I should stand in for him and I tried to get that to happen, but <laughs> yeah, um, that would have been cool. Anyway, I, uh, I, I, I hope, I hope that he gets through this. Um, yeah. Everybody else seems to be changing so much. Everybody else. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot going on there going back between Jason and, um, and, you know, uh, Wendy Bird, played by Laura Linney, you know, that, that there's a lot. There's a power struggle going on. There's a back and forth. They're, they're together. They're not together. They got pushed further apart, I think, this season. It got really, you know, dark with the relationship for a bit there. And I think I think overall, I think they're there for each other. And uh, we're, now they're they're. I think when they were saying all in, I think episode 10 is where you really know that they're all in. And in the, in the, the waning moments of uh, episode 10, you realize Okay, so, you know, I I was just expecting more action in season three than there was. And there was some. um, But I think season four is going to get crazy. I I don't know. I haven't heard any indication if it's going to be the final season or anything. But one might expect that it would be with with what's coming. But, um, yeah, they're 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 both great. Um, I I like Jason. I like Jason, his character, Marty, where how he reacts when he's under pressure, you know. He, he kind of faces it head on. He doesn't hide from it. You know, like the one scene where he looks right, you know, Frank Cosgrove was like, what are you, what are you trying to do to me here? Are you, you trying to kill me? What you, you know, let me do my job, you know, and he just goes off on them. I, that might've been season two, but um, I just like how yeah. he just takes issues on, you know, face to face and, and is very straight and upfront. And um, his, his character is very, very intelligent. You can tell uh, on the series. Well, Keith, it's been great talking to you. Um, you know, I, I uh, wish you nothing but the best. And, um, and uh, you know, I hope to get to see you again soon. And we could, uh, we'd talk, like to get more up to date on, on your band directing stuff. Are you, uh, are you teaching band stuff online right now? Yeah, man, we're doing it online. We've got little half hour meetings with each different instrument yeah, that's every great. other day. I'm doing little rock band meetings and there's not a lot you can do. I'm, I'm going to work on getting on acapella, the app some more to kind of be able to, perform and do some video things yeah. with the kids but uh, just kind of tip of the iceberg you know this is new for everybody teaching online because it's not I'm, right. I'm more you know up close and personal and i like to show that passion for music to the kids in person in the classroom and it it's been really tough not being able to do that but um uh i know you're doing a great job so keep the, keep up the great work and um thanks for joining me today you too this concludes episode three background stories ozark and stranger things we hope you enjoyed the program today and we hope you'll tune in in the future for episode four thank you very much be sure to follow us on instagram at sunday music soapbox and feel free to reach out to us at sunday music soapbox at gmail.com thanks again